The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the first verse of our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday. That's from Joel chapter 3, verse 12, where the Lord said, Let the nations be roused. Let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. My dear friends in Christ, Joel was a prophet who served the southern kingdom of Judah, and exactly when he served, we're not completely sure, but sometime before the Babylonian captivity, he served God's people. And his basic message was a call to repentance to the people, and that was a fitting message for them then. It still is a fitting message for us sinners today to keep on hearing that call to repentance, to see our sin and to see our Savior. Well, Joel's name, it means Jehovah is God. That's a beautiful name for any follower of Christ to have, but it's a very fitting name for Joel to have as he was dealing with people who tragically, for the most part, seemed to be forgetting the fact that the Lord is God, that Jehovah is God. They were worshiping other gods, false gods, idols, and Joel had this job of proclaiming to the people that Jehovah, the Lord, is God, reminding of them, them of that wonderful fact, and that's a great need that they had because of the idolatry that was, that was in the land. Well, he wanted to tell the people over and over again, remember, Jehovah is God, the Lord is God. Well, Joel's message is one that is still relevant today, a message that we need to hear because, well, the fact of the matter is, is that people do worship other gods and, and that temptation is there for us as well. And, and maybe we don't bow down to other gods, to idols like they did, but we have a problem that, oh, what can happen so easily in our lives is that instead of saying to God, thy will be done, well, what instead happens is that we say, not thy will be done, but my will be done. Well, in our reading, Joel explains that while people may go through their lives rejecting, ignoring the Lord, Yet what's going to end up happening is Judgment Day is going to come. And when Judgment Day does come, then those who by the grace of God believe in Jesus, are they're going to be rejoicing because, well, because by the grace of God, they know that the Lord is God. Unbelievers, on the other hand, they're going to be faced with eternal punishment because they've rejected that truth. The Lord says here, let the nations be roused. Let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the nations on every side. When the Lord says here, 
let the nations be roused, he's really describing the situation there in Judah at that time because so many of them were going about their lives and doing what they wanted and not realizing the critical situation that they were in. They didn't realize what they were doing. They were worshiping those idols, and because they were doing that, they didn't care what God said. They were going to live their lives as they wanted to live them. And what that meant is that they needed to be roused. The Lord needed to call their attention to their, to their sin and hopefully bring them back to God. They didn't realize that their eternal lives were at stake. And now doesn't that sound like our nation and our world today? When you think about it in our world today, and I'm talking about us as well, the temptation is there for us to always be saying, you know, I have my life, my rights, and, and I can live my life as I want to live my life. And now it's true, we do have our rights as citizens in our country, and that is true. And it's only true, though, that we have the right to live our life as we want to live our life is if the way we want to live our life is according to how God wants us to live our lives. Well, basically, those people back then, they didn't care what God said. They needed to be aroused. They needed to be awakened to realize what they were, what they were doing. When the Lord says here, let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, he was the fourth king of Judah, and he was quite a reformer. And as a reformer, what he was doing is he was spiritually getting the people back to God. That was a good thing. And the other thing that he's especially known for is this great military victory that the Lord gave to him and to the Israelite, the, the people of Judah, uh, over the Moabites and the Ammonites, over those nations. And God gave them that victory in a valley that got its name from this king, Jehoshaphat. And that name, Jehoshaphat, it means the Lord judges. And when we think about that valley of Jehoshaphat, that's the place where the Lord judged or determined that his people would be the victors and that the other nations, that they would be the ones who would be defeated. Well, in our reading, the Lord says, when the Lord says, let them advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat, he isn't referring to that specific place. Instead, what he's doing is he's pointing ahead instead to the last day, to judgment day, a day which we could also call decision day. And as the Lord gave victory to his people, in the valley of Jehoshaphat, the place where the Lord judges, where he gave them victory, where he defeated his enemies. So on judgment day, what God will do is he'll give victory to his people, to his believing children, and those who have rejected him, well, the decision for them is that they will face 
eternal punishment. So as the Lord says here, let's advance into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Isn't it great for us to know as believing children of God that we can march into that valley, we can march toward Judgment Day boldly because of Jesus, and we can march forward as Christian soldiers toward that Judgment Day, the day when the Lord says what he'll do is he will sit to judge all the nations on every side. Going into a courtroom and facing a judge when you know you're guilty is a, a scary thing. And this idea here of facing Jesus as our judge on Judgment Day, that does, the, the whole idea of it sounds like a scary thing in the first place, except that Jesus, our judge, is also Jesus, our Savior. And as Jesus, the Savior, what he did is he sacrificed his life to pay for my sins and to pay for your sins. And what he also did is he lived a holy, sinless life so that he could give us his sinlessness, his holiness. And with Jesus' blood and righteousness, we who were guilty, well, are guilty of our sins, well, what's happened now is that we're declared innocent and not guilty. We're declared innocent and not guilty. And that means that through faith in Jesus, what we can do, do now is we can approach Judgment Day with great eagerness and joy. Great eagerness and joy because, well, Jesus is our Savior and he's going to take us home to heaven. Well, Judgment Day, it sounds like a scary day, a very scary day but not for us who by the grace of God believe in Jesus. So let's eagerly look forward to that day, living lives of repentance, confessing our sin, looking to Jesus for his forgiveness, looking to the Holy Spirit for his help to fight against sin and to live as God's believing children and the whole time rejoicing that Jesus is our Savior and our way to eternal life. Judgment Day sounds scary, but not to the believing child of God. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Judgment Day is coming. Thank you for making that day a wonderful day for us who by the grace of God believe in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to eagerly look forward to that day and help us always to live as your believing children. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.